Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. Today, we're sitting around the table and we are just catching up on some questions that some of you have asked and some things that we've been hearing about recently. It looks like we are getting near the end of the COVID quarantine in our area, and I know that hopefully your area is getting back to normal as well. I know that many of you have restrictions that are so much harder than ours But it has definitely been difficult for us with our staff being almost totally remote now that we haven't been able to see a lot of our employees. And so recently we got together with a couple of our employees and we had lunch with them. And it's just so nice to see people face to face, isn't it? Oh, it was awesome. Just the fellowship with our people that we know and being able to go back to church. My church has been open now and going back to church and worship the Lord in church, and it just seems so great where we are that we're having to use masks still and all, but we still um, are being able to move around more, and it's just been a blessing. I know a lot of people at our church, most of them are back, but there's still a lot of people that are watching online, and I think it, it was an easy habit to stay in for so many people. And that may be you. You might be somebody who is just watching church online, which thank you to technology. That's great that we have that option when we needed it. But boy, there's nothing like being in church and being with other people. I know going back to church has been, it is just so different than being at home alone. And even though we have the presence of the Lord with us, just uh, being in a sanctuary and being in church there is a difference, yeah. and, and the Holy Spirit can just speak to us so differently yeah. there. And Hebrews talks about it. In Hebrews 10, it says, um, starting in verse 24, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. And it talks about it, how we need that fellowship with each other. We need to meet together so that we can stir each other up, encourage each other. I love the music. Bob and I loved music and praising the Lord and just singing with all the people, praising the Lord. And at the end of our service, they even sang a few additional songs at the end because we were just so blessed by the sermon. And it just felt like you were in church and there's no way... There's nothing else that that duplicates that. Yeah, that's true. And so I know it's hard going to church alone. I know you're maybe sitting alone at church. And you know what? I, I, I sat alone at church. I sit alone at church often uh, widowed, and, and we do get together. But I'm telling you, get back to church as soon as you can because the Lord will bless you and find a church that you feel that you are at home. Well, one of the things we were going to talk about is recently we had a person who shared with us a radio program that they heard. And the radio program was on a Christian station that goes all across the United States. And in it, they um, were talking about divorce. And what this person thought they were going to be discussing was um, 
what to do when I don't want a divorce, but my spouse does. So, I mean, of course, if you're standing for marriage restoration, that sounds like something that would be, um, you know, right up your alley. But when the person was listening, he realized that they were actually talking about how to move on when your spouse wants a divorce and you don't. And, um, he sent it to us to listen to, and I was glad he did because I had not heard it yet, but it was definitely, um, very eye-opening, and it just reminds us how important it is that we know what the Word says and how we know um, how to rightly divide the truth. Oh, yes, the Bible uh, talks about this so well, and the Scripture is so good. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And so often we're going to hear things from people around us that they think is the truth, and we have to be able to hold that up against the Bible and really decide if it is the truth. And that's what this man was doing. And so I applauded him for being able to discern, you know, what he was listening to. But um, it just reminded us when we were talking about it, how so many people are going to weigh in, you know, that radio program was weighing in on that person's marriage. And you might have relatives or friends or coworkers who, you know, want to say, oh, you shouldn't stand for marriage restoration because you deserve to be happier, because your spouse is a bum, or whatever the reason is. But you have to weigh that against God's Word. The most important truth I can tell you is you and I have to know the Word in a way that when God gives us a promise or speaks to us an assignment, that assignment is for you. And not everybody is going to agree with you or encourage you. But I know with my um, praying for Bob's restoration, the church at that time was not believing that it was even necessary or, or good for Bob to come home. And that is where you have to know that what they could not see or believe is for Bob's heart to be touched and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And what you now have a choice, and you can become a lighthouse for the sanctity of marriage. We just talked a lot about this. In episode 100, we did an interview with Nikki Koziars and talked about the topic of doubt. And we spent a lot of time that day talking about Noah. And his assignment was the assignment God gave to him. It wasn't for anybody else. And that's what we have to understand. When God speaks to us, we have to be uh, focused and not listen to all the other people around us that possibly may be naysayers. You're going to find one or two strong prayer warriors that are going to agree with you and pray with you, but we have to understand that as a believer and when God calls us to do different things, um, it's like a, a, a person that is, gets an assignment to be a missionary. The rest of us can say, wow, I mean, I don't know if I could possibly do that. But you know what? That's their assignment from God. Right. I want you particularly to remember 
that this is God's assignment for you and and only you and your family, and it will make a huge difference in your life when you focus your attentions to not get a choir to encourage you yeah. as often many might not uh, do so. Yeah, and that's why it's important to know the Word and be able to do like what this man did where he could know what he was hearing was not the right thing and it goes completely against what God's called him to do and that's going to happen listen everybody's not going to agree with you on your stand for marriage restoration um you might find people that you know want to break off your friendship because they just disagree so much with what you're doing but that's when you just go to God and and turn you know that problem over to him and let him show you his will I would encourage any of you that people that, and especially that uh, radio program, put their names down in your prayer book and pray for them that the Lord will reveal to them the truth about marriage and that they will be able to end up, that God ordains it and puts on a, on a program yeah. about marriage restoration. Yeah. And that's a good opportunity to um, reach out to somebody if, if God prompts you and to share your um, side of the story to share the side of hope. That was the one thing in um, listening to this particular radio program is they never shared that there was hope. They never said, okay, the Bible says this about divorce, but there is hope. Or yes, your husband is wrong in what he's doing right now when a person would call in, but there's hope. And that was what, you know, was so upsetting. So there's always hope. Listen, there's always hope. There is always hope. <laughs> And I think most of all, we have to remember that Jesus Christ came down on this earth for salvations of, of the world. That is his goal. That is his heart's desire. And John 3.16, let me take you there. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because of their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Wow, that explains it so perfectly and explains our assignment and what the Lord does give us and that he is with us all the time. And he wants to transform hearts and lives. And so many people, when you go to church, do not see that personal touch of salvation and transformation because they're all around Christians who know the Lord. But we work with people, and our goal is to work with people that have not come to church or the spouses who have not been saved because they got married and they were both unbelievers, and, and now one has come to know the Lord. So many different scenarios. But we want you to understand that you are a prayer warrior and you can pray for the world all to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And salvation 
is at hand every single day for people around the world. I was reading Psalm 60 this week, and there's a script verse that it seems appropriate to share today, Lori. In Psalm 60, verse 5, it says, Save us and help us with your right hand, that those you love may be delivered. Hopefully you've been able to see all of the new products that we have in our bookstore. And one of them is a book that's written by Jonathan Pakluda called Outdated. And it may seem strange that a marriage ministry has got a book on dating, but it is really the best book I've ever read on the topic of dating. There was a recent devotional that we did on this topic, and you can go back and find it. We'll link to it in the show notes. But it is so important for us as Christians who are standing for marriage restoration or Christians who are happily married or Christians who are in a restored marriage to really be so intentional about guiding um, the next generation in dating as they're choosing a spouse. The summer months are here, and this is when there's a lot of weddings, and you're probably invited to a couple of weddings this summer. And those couples that are getting married have no intention of having problems in their marriage or getting divorced. That's right. And they're making a covenant then and saying vows to each other and are not even ever thinking of divorce. And then suddenly the enemy will try to trip us up or attack us in any number of ways, even young people, let alone people that have a baby or children. Uh, They're starting their marriages for life. Uh, But they don't think there's a loophole at that moment. They are madly in love. and They never expect to have a problem. They don't see that something could happen down the road. Correct. That is so true. Yeah. So we have to understand. And I think that that's why I encourage you to be a prayer warrior, that when you start going to weddings or celebrations of anniversaries or anything, Pray for these people because you see them now at that party one way, but you do not know when they go into their homes and shut the doors what is really happening. And I believe these short prayers that we can pray for other people can help God uh, use us to pray for them to get help, even if they do devotions together, a five-minute devotion together as a couple. Yeah, it's just so important to encourage a couple um, through their marriage to um, constantly be encouraging those around you. And maybe it's not a couple who's newlyweds, but maybe it's a couple that you know from church to just encourage them in their marriage, to encourage them as husband and wife. Maybe right now, if your spouse is not home with you, you have the opportunity and the time to watch somebody's kids. And that would be a huge blessing to a married couple to take their kids off their hands so they can have a date night. Um, Lori, that is, that is such an awesome idea. And that it would help so many people of all ages to do that and would be such a blessing. How can you invest into other marriages while you're waiting for your spouse to come home? Do not just do nothing but be a prayer warrior, but then see how you can put it to actually cook a meal or babysit. Like Lori yeah. said, it's such would be such a blessing to so many people because not everybody has grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins in their same town they live in. 
yeah, Matthew 19, four through six. I know that you probably have got this verse memorized, but it says, haven't you read? He replied that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female. He said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And that's what we want to do as whatever stage of life we're in, we want to be encouragers to other people in marriages so that they know the hope that they can have a happy marriage. Every marriage is going to have trouble. It's, it's guaranteed in the Bible. You're going to have bumps in a marriage because it's two fallen people who have come together. So when people hit those struggles and hit those hard times, if they have a person who's behind them helping pray them through it, that's such a great ministry that you can do for those around you. And going back to the dating, if you have children, guide them through how to date. If you have nieces and nephews, or if you have um, young people at church that you help minister to, you can help be an influence on them and teach them what the Bible says about dating, which the Bible doesn't talk about dating. I'll give you a little insight into this great book, but it teaches them how they can prepare for marriage through godly dating. And I really think that if we can get more people to date well and to date with a purpose of finding a godly spouse, that we'll see a lot less divorce happening around us. Amen. That is so true, Lori. Well, one of the questions that we get asked often is about forgiveness and how do I forgive the past? How do I move on when I've been hurt? How do I forget the past when we've been restored and things are going well, but I still keep thinking about the past or how do I forgive the past? Because maybe you're standing for a marriage right now, but you're only doing it half-heartedly because part of you is so angry about the things that have happened that you're having trouble even standing because it's hard to forgive and forget what has happened in the past. So did you struggle with that? Lori, and to the point that even while Bob was gone and I knew the other person was going up for the weekend and I then started praying and, but the enemy would give me thoughts of all what they were doing and all of the ungodliness that was going on that weekend. God taught me that I needed to forgive Bob every day and for all that he was doing and that God was wanting me not to hold that anger and that bitterness because it actually would change my personality or my attitude or loving kindness if he happened to pick up the phone I was already mad at him and was judging him. In Mark eleven twenty five, it says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So I realized that throughout my process of praying for Bob to return, I had to forgive who was hurting me and sinning against me in our, our marriage. I had to forgive him over and over again, because that is what the Lord says that we are to do. In fact, Peter came to Jesus in Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, and, and said to Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? 
up to seven times? He thought he was generous. But Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. He was saying to Peter over and over, keep forgiving. And I believe that will change your life and realize that all the unforgiveness, all the anger, the bitterness that you've gone through, lay it at the Lord's feet and say, Lord, I choose to forgive him or her each and every day. Yeah, and it's so important to practically live that out with your spouse, to communicate with your spouse. If you are in a restored marriage and if you have things that you are harboring unforgiveness, you need to stay in communication with your spouse. You need to talk to your spouse about it. You need to um, figure out together how to work through it. Um, we're going to hear from Luz and Fabian, and they're another couple that has a restored marriage. And I know that in the past, when we have talked to Luz before, and Fabian both, they've both shared that they had struggles with forgiving their spouse for being with other people. And they both had been with other people, but they were both struggling with forgiving the other person for that. It is common to struggle with unforgiveness, but you definitely can have victory over it. And it's something that you cannot just keep stuffing down. You have to do the work to work through the unforgiveness that you are struggling with. I can tell you a good example for that, Lori is that when Bob came to my office unexpectedly knocking at my window, if I had not been prayed of and had been forgiving him, that day we would never have remarried because I would have had an attitude. I, I did not even know what God was going to do that day, let alone even think we would get a license or get remarried at our pastor's office. So... I had to have a relationship with the Lord that I had been continually forgiving Bob for what he was doing or saying to me and saying, Lord, just touch and change him. And I did not expect God to do it suddenly or that day at all. When you get a phone call from your husband or wife, use that while they're talking, use that time that you are going to love them unconditionally, regardless of the words that they're saying. And also, on the flip side, be willing to forgive quickly, but also be willing to say you're sorry as well, because there's things in your life that you might need to be forgiven for from your spouse. Definitely. And the big thing I say is while you're alone or on the weekends, every other weekend when Bob had the children and we did events with them, I would make that a time for like a little time with the Lord, and I just studied the Word and studied different subjects and variety of different things. It was a time where I said, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up and not let me have this anger and bitterness of knowing what Bob is doing with the other person and my children. But I had to choose to say, Lord, this is a time for you and me. Change me. Change me and let me grow in the Lord that I can be the wife that I need to be. And, um, and that's so important. It's, it's not about just the, our spouses who are sinning against uh, you. It's not about the spouse. It's just your spouse sinning against you. But it's about how the Lord is changing us to be able to walk through this with victory, with the Lord leading and guiding us each and every day.
if you have a restored marriage and you're working through forgiveness, this is one of the topics that we discuss in our new devotional. We have two new devotionals. One is aimed for couples who have a restored marriage and helping them figure out how to grow together in this new stage of life. And the other one is aimed at couples who are in a marriage. And that would be people who are married, living in the same household. And that has a lot of information and ideas on how to continue to have a marriage that is God-centered. If you haven't signed up to receive one of these devotionals, you can sign up at the link in the bottom. The Restored devotional is called Restored and Redeemed. And the marriage devotional is called Mark 10, 9. And it's based on the scripture in Mark 10, 9. What God has joined together, let no man separate. And that is our hope is that by helping people on the front end of of their marriage, when they have struggles, when they're struggling with things like forgiveness, that we can help them avoid the separation and divorce. I'm so excited about these two devotionals is that they are going to be Uh, devotionals that you can give to a friend who is married and say, here, uh, here's something that may may help you with your marriage or strengthen your marriage, where that um, even though they know you're praying for your spouse who may be gone, that this on our website, we're going to be having these uh, devotionals that will be good for your friends that have a, a marriage. Well, I know these devotionals are going to be a blessing to so many people. So we're looking forward to hearing how you've shared them with other people. And we want to always hear your questions. Some of the things we talked about today came from questions that people emailed us. And those emails are read by multiple staff members. They're read by me and other people. And they're prayed over. And we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or an idea even for a podcast episode, something you'd like to see us discuss, you can go to our website and contact us. And we would love to answer the questions that you are struggling with in your walk with Christ or in your marriage or even in your stand for marriage restoration. We want you to walk in victory and in faith, trusting the Lord as you pray for your marriage restoration. We want you to be able to feel you're on with the Lord. He's holding your hand, guiding you and directing you each and every day. He will never leave you or forsake you. And we want you to get victory that God is in control of this and he can melt that mountain you're looking at quickly, suddenly. And as as Bob came home to me on on a day that was so suddenly, not expecting it. So I can only tell you, suddenlies do happen. And I want you to believe for God's perfect will, his perfect way, and trust him for your timing. That And if there's delays, then ask God, is there anything you need to be doing differently? And grow in the Lord. And don't be afraid to seek others and be um, a helper to other couples and babysitting and things we've talked about today. I think you will be really blessed when you give yourself to others while you're waiting. Lord, we just thank you for this podcast, and we just ask that it will bless many people. 
Lord, we just ask that you would touch the husband or wife that is discouraged or defeated today, and may you encourage them and direct them to your will and way in everything they do. Lord, we just thank you for you are the God that created marriage, and you're the God that hates divorce. So, Lord, we just ask that you will heal and restore thousands and millions of marriages around the world, and we will just give you all the praise and the glory as you do this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you are like me, you probably like to have as many things in your life automated as possible. Nowadays, we can automate so many things from telling our vacuum when to clean the house while we're at work to automating the oven to turn on to cook our dinner. Well, one of the things that people have enjoyed is our family challenge. It is an automated donation that you can make every month to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. When you sign up for the Family Challenge, you can pick your predetermined donation amount, and on the first or 15th day of each month, depending on the date that you choose, until you tell us to stop, you will make a monthly contribution to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. You can visit www.rejoiceministries.org and click on Donate to find out more about the monthly Family Challenge. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.